Welcome to Defender of the Realm. I'm your host, Jay, and let's get down to it. Alrighty, so I'm going to be talking about a great game today. Now, look, this game has been around for a while. It actually first came out in 2011. Um, they re-released it back in 2016 for the PS4 and uh, the Xbox One uh, <coughs> as a special edition. Uh, of course, I'm talking about the Elder Scrolls V... Skyrim. Now, why am I talking about this game? This is probably one of my favorite uh, ARPGs ever. Um, look, I play a lot of RPG games. I really love them all. But for me, my go-to game, my die-hard game, the game I just absolutely love is Skyrim. And look, this game, like I said, this game has been around since 2011. And I'm sure a lot of you listening have played it. And are probably like, well, what is this going to be? Is it going to be a review? Is it going to be... No, this is pretty much going to be me spending the next 20 minutes or so just really gushing about this game. Um, when it came out in 2011, uh, my daughter and I, we got it for the uh, 360. And we got all the DLC, which it was... Um, which was Dragonborn, uh, Hearthstone, and Dawnstar. And... Like I said, we just love this game to death. Now, actually, I will be honest. My daughter, out of the Elder Scrolls series, uh, she actually pref uh, prefers Oblivion. Um, I like Oblivion. Uh, probably in an upcoming episode, I'm going to be talking about Oblivion. Uh, I'm probably going to talk about all the Elder Scrolls games uh, that I played, which, of course, is Skyrim, Oblivion, and then uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Um, but I wanted to really start off with Skyrim because, you know what... I don't want to save the best for last. I want to talk about the best up front and just, like I said, just really spend the next 20 minutes or so gushing about it. Um, so look, it came out in 2011, got all the DLC for it, you know, played it, enjoyed it. Um, you know, the Xbox One came out, so the 360 kind of got pushed to the side. And when uh, we found out in 2016 that the they were releasing it uh, as a special edition for uh, the Xbox One, uh, I was really excited. Um, they pretty much vamped up the graphics or revamped the graphics. Uh, they made the graphics better. <laughs> um, they included all the DLC, which is always excellent. Especially, look, the Skyrim DLC, all three of those top-notch, and I'll get into that in a few minutes. Uh, they also include game mods, and I gotta tell you, I love the fact that Bethesda is now doing this. Uh, they did it for Fallout 4, they did it for Skyrim, uh, because look, when you play these games on PC, you're able to, uh, to, to write mods for them, and, uh, you know, pretty much post them and people will download them and they will add it to the game and if you're not really familiar with that concept of mods it basically look it adds different elements to the game uh they could be very very silly they could be simply cosmetic uh they could take the game in new directions um absolutely amazing uh I love the mods. I love the DLC. I just love this game. Now, let's get down to it. Why do I love this game so much? Uh, okay. If you've listened to my last couple of episodes, one of the things you know that I love about a good RPG is to be able to customize my character. Mods aside, I love the customization in this game. Um, first of all, 
how many races are there in the world that's Hamriel, where Skyrim is sits? Skyrim is a country <laughs> or an area within uh, Tamriel, which is the main continent uh, in the Elder Scrolls series. How many races are there? Let's count them. Well, we have three elven races, uh, the High Elves, the Wood Elves, and the Dark Elves. Uh, we have the two beast races, which are the Khajiit, uh, or the Cat People, and the Argonians, which are Lizard People. <clears throat> and then, uh, you know, we have all the humans. We have the Nords, who live in Skyrim. We have the Red Guard. We have the Imperials. We have the Bretons. Am I forgetting anybody? I think I covered them all. Bretons, Imperials, Red Guard, Nords. I think I got them all. Well, there you go. Look, you have all these people, you have all these races to choose from. Um, customizing the looks, always a great thing. Um, you add the mods to it. You know, the mods are great because people add even more. You know, there's more hairstyles to choose from. There's more facial features. There's more tattoos that you could choose choose from. So without the mods, you could really customize your character. You add in the mods. Customizing your character is almost, it's almost limitless. Um, we could take the custom, the customization. Well, I can really speak today. We could take the customization, you know, even a little bit further. Um, armor. Excuse me, armor, armor sets, um, and crafting of armor. Absolutely, you know, it's, 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 I don't want to say it's endless, but there's really a lot that you could do with it. And again, I'm talking even before we add the mods in. Um, you know, there's many different types of light armor. There's many different types of heavy armor. Uh, you can get them throughout the game. You can learn how to craft them throughout the game. Um, Let's talk about mods for a little bit here. So, like I said, mods are things that people have developed to really help sort of enhance the game. And there are some excellent, excellent mods out there uh, in the Skyrim Special Edition. <coughs> One of them, pretty much uh, all of the crafting perks or all of the blacksmithing perks, takes care of it for you. Uh, you start off the game level one. But you are an expert blacksmith. You can pretty much craft just about any type of armor. Um, and it even takes it a step further. You're actually able to... like It almost gives you unlimited resources. You don't have to go out and mine anything. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to break anything down. Um, you show up at any forge, uh, you know, any crafting station. Uh, it's all there for you. you know. So you can craft anything and everything. Um, the different types of armors have really cool looks to them. The leather armor looks really legit. It looks really authentic. Uh, you look, you look like a scoundrel when you wear them. Um, there's a couple of offshoots of leather armor. Uh, the Thieves Guild have their own leather armor, and it's a very distinct look to it. Um, and again, you can go through the Thieves Guild quest and obtain this armor, or, you know, with these mods... You, you could just learn how to craft it and just craft it yourself. Um, within the Thieves' Guild, there are, of course, the Nightingales. They have a sweet-looking set of armor. I mean, um, it almost sort of, you, you almost sort of look like a ninja. Uh, you you kind of do look like a ninja. You, almost, you know what? You almost look like Snake Eyes. And having said that, I am sure that there's a mod out there that will probably give you armor or, you know, clothing that looks very similar to Snake Eyes. Um... The Brotherhood, the Brotherhood of the Hand. 
the assassins. They have a wicked looking set of armor. Uh, they look like ninjas. Um, they have that really cool looking face mask and everything. And it is just an awesome set. Um, <clears throat> another light armor that looks really nice is the elven armor. Uh, it is, it's pretty much what you would expect elven armor to look like. Uh, very gilded looking. Uh, a lot of eagle patterns on it. Um, the dwarvish armor or the Dwenmer armor. Uh, very tough looking armor. Uh, it almost looks like... Well, actually, the Imperial armor looks Centurion. Um, this one almost kind of looks robotic in a way. Uh, and when you encounter Dwenmer ruins and things like that, you'll you'll kind of see they were really heavy into uh, mechanical items, almost like little robots and things like that. So their armor looks very almost looks like a, almost looks like a mech suit in a way. Um, Nordic armor that is one of my favorite armors. I whenever I play uh, an RPG. I really like to go stealthy, I like to go light armor, uh, ranged weapons, things like that, but when I started seeing the Nordic weapons and the Nordic armor sets, too cool. Um, a lot of craftsmanship in it, um, you could see kind of cut into the armor, uh, they look like bears or, um, bears or maybe even like panthers or so I think they're bears actually um and the helmet too the helmet almost looks it almost looks like the head of a bear uh and and, and I mean and the the carving you know the carvings that you see within the weapons I mean this is I mean it has a really good look to it so basically look I love to customize my characters I love to give them different looks Skyrim allows you to do that special edition with the mods takes it even further because they actually people have written mods they bring back armor sets from old games they they've copied armor sets from other games or made you know as close as they can you know make it look like it um what also is awesome about this game and again about customizing it is in the past uh and this is i think why my daughter prefers oblivion to skyrim uh, in Oblivion, you know, you kind of pick a class, uh, and, you know, you're going to be like a thief, or you're going to be a fighter, you're going to be more of a magic user, um, and, you know, the way you kind of develop your character is really defined by that. In Skyrim, you're an open book. Uh, you know, you get experience, you're able to level up, you're able to purchase perks, you do what you want to do. You want to throw your experience points into more magical skills, go for it. Into fighting skills, and even with that, they break it down. You want to be good at two-handed weapons, you know, sword and shield, ranged weapons, uh, sneaking around. Uh, do you want to improve your speech? Do you want to improve your ability to lockpick? Um, you know that's the thing is is customizing your character it's really wide open you know you really get to define who you want to be in this game um my daughter was kind of a little put off by it because she used to like the fact that in oblivion you had to really think about it and when i talk about oblivion in a couple of weeks you'll see what i mean but you know you had to really think about it you know from picking your race to picking uh sort of what not deity, but really, uh, I think it's what astrological sign you're going to follow because they give you perks as well. Um, you have to really put a lot of thought into it. Um, okay, so maybe in Skyrim I don't have to do that, but in a way you do because, like I said, when you level up, you get your experience points, and you go to purchase perks, 
you know, you have to really see how far up these perk trees do you want to go? Do you want to kind of spread it out and kind of make yourself very, very general? Do you really want to focus on a couple of areas knowing that other areas are going to fall short? Again, it's really, really up to you. Another thing that's great is, you know, RPGs, you know, uh, they're very, very open world and Skyrim is very open world. Um, the regular edition of Skyrim or, you know, even the special edition with the mods. If you play the game straight up, the story starts and look, we all kind of know the story. There's a revolt going on in Skyrim. The Nords, they want to be free. They don't want to be under imperial control. As this is going on, dragons are returning uh, and your character is quite possibly what is known as the Dragonborn. Uh, you're actually able to absorb dragon souls, use dragon shouts, which are very powerful. It's a very powerful ability. Um, you can actually communicate with dragons. Here's the thing. After that initial story gets up and running, you, you don't have to follow it through. You have so many side quests, and I'm not even counting the DLC. You have so many side quests that you could do. You can spend hours in this game and never really touch the main quest if, if you so desire. Um, you know, you can, you, can, you can go out on bounties. You can find all the different sort of sects and guilds within there. You could go to... Um, you can go to, you know, the Mage Academy up in uh, Whiterun, and you could do that entire storyline. You could find the Thieves' Guild, do that entire storyline. Brotherhood of the Hand, you could do that entire storyline. Um, then you get the DLC, which is really, really great. All three DLC are awesome. Dawnstar, Vampire Hunting. How awesome is that? It has its own side story. You could spend hours of gameplay just doing Dawnstar. Uh, Dragonborn, okay, after the events of the story, kind of like, you have to kind of play out almost sort of, I'm going to say, like the first chapter of the story, then after that, the game's pretty wide open. Well, after sort of that first chapter, you encounter, you encounter cultists uh, that support, they, they claim that you are a false Dragonborn, and they actually support the one true Dragonborn, uh, who is on an island off the coast of Skyrim, uh, known as, I can never pronounce the name. Um, it's like Stolf, Stolfheim, Stolfheim. Um, and you could do that entire, and again, that, that is hours and hours of gameplay. There are so many things that you could do on the side that you never, ever, ever have to really encounter the, uh, the main storyline at all. Then, of course, there's the third uh, DLC, DLC, excuse me, which is Hearthstone, which is the ability to actually uh, purchase land, build houses, um, you know, you can have, you, you are able in the game, you are able to marry uh, an NPC, they could move into your house, uh, you could adopt children, um, it's a fun little side quest to do. Uh, you know, you, you know, if you're really into crafting and building and things like that, uh, sometimes just spending time and building your own house, it's kind of fun. It's kind of, you know, it's a nice little, nice little distraction on the side. And it's a nice thing to have because, uh, you, you know, listen, you build these homesteads, you got a ton of storage space. It's really awesome. Skyrim special edition, like I said, has all this DLC. It also has mods and there are so many fun 
mods. Um, there are mods that will start the game off in a different way for you. Um, and there's a and there's a couple of different mods. I can't remember all the names of them. Um, there's a lot of references online. You could you can go and find them. And here's the thing that's really cool. I was kind of researching before I started recording this. I was kind of researching, you know, what are some of the top Skyrim mods. And it was really cool to see that still to this day people are are doing them. Uh, there's a fishing mod now. You could you can go fishing in Skyrim. Fun thing to do. Uh, if you ever played Stardew Valley like I do, fishing is an awesome pastime in video games. Great way to kill time, but I digress. So like I said, there's there's a lot of uh, sort of alternate start uh, mods where you don't even have to start with the main story. You could start, at, you know, uh, you're a hunter. Um you could start that you are traveling to Skyrim and you could start in a major city. You could start in a small town and you could just go from there and you could do whatever you want. Campfire, that is a great mod where you actually could get to set up um, campsites. So if you are out and about, there's no inn around or you just don't want to spend money on an inn, you don't have a house, set up a campsite, sleep. Uh, there's some realistic ones that you, you know, look, Skyrim, it's, you know, it's the home of the Norsemen. I guess it would be kind of modeled after, you know, sort of like Viking country, Nordic country. Uh, so it's a pretty cold place. I mean, in the lowlands, sort of in the valley areas, perhaps it's a little warmer. But as you start going up, especially to places like Whiterun, where you're way up there in the mountains, it gets cold. Um, there's mods that actually your character will feel the cold. And based on how you were dressed, you know, you might not be able to withstand the cold. You actually could pass out from the cold. Um, so you have to kind of learn how to layer yourself. You know, certain types of armor are not going to do well in colder climates. Um, there are mods that, you know, your character will get hungry and thirsty and tired. So you need to eat, sleep and drink. Um, if you don't, you know, you start to get penalized, you know, your agility goes down, your perception goes down. And again, you know, if you push yourself too far, you will pass out where usually what will happen is, is they'll say an NPC found you, brought you to an inn, and you will lose a fair amount of gold and some items because of it. Um, and then I think we're going to get to perhaps the greatest mod of all time. Skyrim has dragons in it. It's uh, the first Elder Scrolls games where, you know, dragons really play a big part in the game. You can encounter them randomly. There is a mod that will allow you to encounter the world-famous Macho Dragon. Yes, they've made Randy Macho Man Savage into a dragon. It is a sight to behold. Go on YouTube, Skyrim Macho Dragon... That's all I'm going to say. There's also one that makes the dragons look like Thomas the Tank Engine, and he toots his horn, but the Macho Dragon. Um, you know you know a dragon is coming when you hear the famous, Oh, yeah! So, I mean, that just makes the game a hell of a lot of fun. Um, look, like I said, Skyrim. Been around since 2011. I am sure you guys have played it. But look, if you put it, if you put it to the side... Or, you know, if you had it on an older system, you know, the old PlayStation, the old Xbox, and you're, you've upgraded now, like I said, Skyrim Special Edition, it came out in 2016, I am sure you could pick it up for a song right about now, 
pick it up, play it again, play with the mods, you get the DLC with it. It is definitely well worth it. And like I said, for me personally, out of all the Elder Scrolls games, this one is my favorite. I'll be talking about some of the other ones uh, in later editions here. I'll talk about Oblivion. I'll talk about Elder Scrolls Online. I'll talk about what I like about them, what I don't like about them. I think when it comes to the Elder Scrolls games, so many of my listeners out there, I'm sure you have played them time and time again. You know, there's really, I'm not really going to do like a comprehensive review. But really what I hope I did with this episode is I really hope I encourage you to guys, like if you haven't played it in a while, pick it up. And just remember why this game is such a fun game. And if you don't have a special edition, I highly recommend it. All the DLC, some really great mods. Like I said, some a lot of the mods really enhance the gameplay. Some of them are purely cosmetic, and some of them, like the Macho Dragon, are, they're they're just silly kind of fun things. And it'll really, like I said, it'll help you remember why this game is such a great game. Okay, so before I go, uh, I just wanted to do a little bit of uh, video game news. Yay, sure, why not? Um, I am also a huge fan of the Dragon Age series, and I have been looking online, and it really looks like uh, Dragon Age 4, it looks like it is becoming a reality. Um, Last I saw, release date should be for sometime in early to mid 2019 so that's uh, about a year from now um and it looks like if you play the dragon age series if you played it all the way through if you played um dragon age inquisition which was the the last game to come out uh you know about the elf solus and how he played a huge role in that story especially the end uh dragon age the series they're not really each game is not necessarily a sequel of the one before it but it's really looking like from what i've read that dragon age 4 is almost going to be a direct sequel of uh inquisition dragon age inquisition and pretty much like i said the events that take place with solus and what happens with him at the end of the game and even in the dlc uh, he's a, he played a big part in the DLC. Um, I'm actually going to have to go back and play it because I kind of forgot what happened there. Um, they're saying that, you know, those events really kind of help, are going to help shape the story for four. So this is probably going to be the first time that Dragon Age, the next game is actually going to be a, a direct sequel of the game before it. So I think that's pretty exciting. And I figured I'd just share that with you guys. But look, if you're an RPG fan like I am, I'm sure you guys probably knew that already. You're probably sitting at home going, I heard this already. Alrighty. Um, hey, look, thanks for listening. I really, pre- really appreciate you guys listening out there. Um, look, this uh, podcast goes out on Anchor. Anchor has a call-in feature call in let me know how i'm doing let me know what you guys would like to hear uh if there's any games or series that you want me to talk about that's great if you want me to expand out a little bit and talk about some other stuff uh look i was a big fan of the dungeons and dragons cartoon i liked the first dungeons and dragons movie don't yell at me for that it was a darn good movie Uh, i have no problem talking about that stuff too um let me know here on Anchor. Call in. Leave me comments. I also have my Instagram page, Defender of the Realm 97. Leave me comments there. Tell me how I'm doing. Make recommendations. It's always great to hear from you guys. So, this is Jay, and good gaming to you.